What we're going to look at here is, firstly, we're going to see the extent to which the spirit of the law uh, can affect the letter of the law as well, not just the other way around. And in doing so, we're going to continue our exploration of kavana. We've been talking the next few, last few shiurim on kavana. What does intentionality mean? What does mindful presence mean in the performance of a mitzvah, particularly with yibum? And and we take that further in looking at exploring the relationship of a victim of rape to her husband and her rapist. Um, and the difference between a, a woman who's been raped and a woman who's been unfaithful, the difference is kavana, the dif difference is intention. So firstly, as always, there's a, there's a lot of chumash to learn. Uh, and if one always, with, with Gomorrah, it, it, it's really important to look things up. Gomorrah is not meant to be learnt just from the page. Every time there's a reference, the Gomorrah assumes you're reading the reference. These are all hyperlinks. The Gomorrah itself is a hyperlink, system of hyperlinks. And, and if we get lazy and we don't look up the references, it's, uh, it, it's very, very difficult to figure out what's going on. We also lose a lot of richness. Um, so it, it's important to go through the psukim when a Gomorrah is quoted, to look up the Gomorrah. And that way you're able to expand your knowledge base enormously. That means when you're learning Gomorrah, imagine you learn Gomorrah Rashi Tosfus, you learn a piece of Gomorrah, you've got a whole lot of Tanakh involved as well because you've looked up the Tanakh. You've looked up other Gomorrahs. So you land up, even if you've learned a half an omud of Gomorrah properly and you've looked up, you've learned several Amudim or several Daf of Gomorrah, all different parts. You've gone to a Tosfus, you've looked up where it's quoted from. So it's important to, to treat the Gomorrah as a springboard uh, the Gomorrah is just short notes and references, but you've got, to, you've got to build it out and expand it out. Otherwise, it's too difficult to understand. And for those listen, listening in on, online, wherever you can, use the Makoris that, that, that uh, I put a lot of time and effort into putting together because it will increase your benefit from the Shia at least tenfold. Uh, if you click onto the link to the to the sources and and go through the shear with the sources in front of you, so let's go through the psukim parshas nasa nasa. It starts. Israel. If this is the case of sota, and the important point is posuk yud gimel, and if a man has slept with this woman, vehi nitma'a, and she has been defiled, let's say. And she wasn't raped. This wasn't by compulsion. So the whole case of Sota requires that there was unfaithfulness, there was a relationship with another man, and it was not rape. Rashi says, Nitpasa means Nensa. That's what the word means. It means rape. Then in Parshas Ki Tetzi, we have another halacha. The halacha there is, in the case of a man who divorces his wife, back to Posuk Dalet, Lo yuchal ba'ala rishon asher shechal ashur lekachta liot lo lisha, acharei asher hutma'a. Again, we see that word hutma'a, that if a man divorces his wife, he cannot remarry her if in the meantime she's had a marriage to another man. So, a man divorces his wife, she remarries another man, everything's fine and kosher, gets divorced from the other man or he dies, and now she wants to remarry her first husband, she cannot do that. And then in Parshas Emma, we have the din specific to a Kohen, that a Kohen may not marry a Zona. A Zona does not mean a prostitute. A Zona means a woman who's had a, a, a relationship that is forbidden to her, 
uh, some say it's specifically with Korah. It depends what level of forbidden, but it's she's had a forbidden relationship. Then she has a din of a zona. The, a, a zona, the, the implications of a zona is she can't marry a Kohen. Just like a Kohen can't marry a Grusha, she can't marry a Kohen. And we see from the fact that they're put together, it's got nothing to do with bad intent and it's got nothing to do with unfaithfulness. It's just a, a mitziut. It's, she's, she's a different type of a person, a, a woman who has had relationships with another man, uh, whether in marriage, which landed in divorce, or whether in uh, in an illicit marriage, she, she can't be with a Kohen. This is because of him, not because of her. His level of Kedusha is, is, is much higher. The first part we were learning in Pashat Naso and in Pashat Kitetse, uh, Kite, that has to do with the woman. She has been unfaithful, and the result of that is that, that she... Um, her relationship with her husband is messed up. Uh, but, but in the case of an, an Isha Zona, it's got nothing to do with her intention and, and the fact that she was unfaithful. And therefore, even if she is uh, a, a victim of a rape, she can't be with her Kohen husband. That's very important to know. So, um, the Rambam Paskins, Ha'isha Shezinta Tachat Bala Bishgaga or Ba'ones. That Znut can be even by mistake or be honest, by rape. She's still considered a zona, and that's why I say that word zona has become so misused. It doesn't mean what, what, it, what the way it's used. It, it's specific halakhic status. So it's a woman who's had a, a, a relationship with somebody she should, could, could and should not have had a relationship with is a zona. The implications can't marry a coin. She has no, it has no implications for her husband. Her relationship with her husband can be the same. But the, but she cannot be related to she cannot have a relationship with a kohen. And let's go further in the Rambam before we get to our Gemara. Uh, so the, because the Rambam passes everything very clearly. If a wife of a kohen has been raped, so what's the din now? She's forbidden to her own husband, even though it's rape. It's tra- it's a tragedy. She had nothing to do with it. But but he because he's kadoshu lelokav he can't be with her. That's because he's a kohen. Nothing to do with her. It's not because she's a bad person. It's just because of the the purity of the uh, uh, has been damaged to a point that as a kohen it doesn't work. And if he does take her back after that bala lokav, there's, there's malchus. It's an isadoraisa. How do we know this from? So the Torah says the first husband can't take her back because she's had another relationship. So technically speaking, any woman, even if she's been raped, who's had a relationship with somebody else while she's married, cannot go back to her husband. But then the Torah comes and says, but in the case of a, the wife of a Yisrael, a non-Kohen, who has been raped, she can go back to her husband. So if we're talking about a Yisrael, so this wife of the Yisrael is raped, she can go back to the Yisrael husband. But what can you do? The wife of a Kohen, that issue still stays in place. It's only in the case of a Yisrael that the Torah removes the prohibition if the woman was raped. Whereas in the case of a Kohen, that, that removal doesn't exist, and she remains also. 
Eshet Yisrael Shenansai, the wife of a, a, a Yisrael who has been raped, is permitted to her husband, but if she divorces, even if, if her husband dies, she can't marry a Kohen. So that Kohen relationship, again, that has nothing to do with her, it has to do with the Kedushas HaKohen, that the Kohen can't be with a woman who's had an illicit relationship, even if it was Be'ones, even if there was no Kavanah there. And that all comes from our Gemara and Daphne and Vovah and Beis. There are two Loshonas. There's the first Loshon and the second Loshon. I've just quoted the second Loshon of Amar Rabba. Eshet Kohen Shnensa Ba'ala Loka Alea Mishum Tumah. The wife of a Kohen who has been raped and the husband continues to live with her. That's an issue of the Torah and he gets Malchus. Mishum Tumah Ayin Mishum Zoyna Lo. Is it just because she's been Nitma'ah, not because she is a Zona? After all, she's an Eshet Kohen, so there's a problem of Zenut as well. She has been with a man that she's not allowed to be with. Alma Ba'ones lo karinan bezona. So it would seem, says Rabbi, that according to um, this, this day, it would, it would appear that if she's raped, she's not called a Zona. She's only called a Zona if it was voluntary. Mativ Rabbi Zera, Rabbi Zera asks, V'hilo nitpasa asura, nitpasa muteret, V'yesh lecha acher, she'afapish nitpasa asura, that learning out from the Posik, that it implies that, that an Eshet Yisrael who has been raped does not become also to her husband. But there is another woman who does become a surah of Eshet who is Eshet Kohen. Everybody was initially, any woman who'd had an illicit relationship, even by rape, is also. But the Torah then comes and removes an Eshet Yisrael from that group of prohibitions, but doesn't remove an Eshet Kohen. The Eshet Kohen remains in a state of, of prohibition. And then in the Gemara in Sota, we've got the Din, also important for our discussion, Kashem she'asura labal, kach asura laboil. When a woman has had an illicit relationship, just as she's forbidden to her husband, she's also forbidden to her lover. Neither of them can have her. She's got to get divorced from her husband, and she may not marry her lover. But that's all if it's voluntary. And so on that we learn from Sukim. The Shukhanoruch brings in, in Simon Yudalif and Evan Lamdu. It's been handed down to us. We've learned. Just as she's also to her husband, she's also also to her lover. Now we're going to have a very difficult, or very strange, not difficult, just a very strange Ramor. As you remember the Ramor, adds to the Shulchan Whenever Rabbi Yosef Cairo paskins something and the Ramor has something to add or disagree with, then he does so in comments. And that's called the Hagos HaRamor, the, the notes of the Ramor on Shulchan Aruch. And this is the Ramor adding here. So what does the Shulchan Aruch said? Shem shi asura lebala, kach asura leboil. Principle we learn in, Gemara, in the Mishnah in Soito and Dav Chavzayin and Mudbeis, that if a woman is unfaithful, she's prohibited to her husband, she's prohibited to her lover. Says the Ramova, who adin? The same applies. If she is forbidden to her husband because of the action of the lover, Asura law, she's also forbidden for the husband to the husband. What's the problem with the Ramo? What are you adding? That's just what the Shukhanorah said. Asks the Beishmuel. What is the Ramo added? This din from Saita, it's a Mefurisha Mishnah, we know it. A woman who's been unfaithful is also both to husband and to lover. And there are, there are more just repeats it. And a lot, a lot of the old, the Nose Kalim have difficulty with this Ramo. And I'm, I'm going to suggest that the difficulty comes from how you translate the word Vahu Hadin. 
Vuhu adin normally means, and so also, the same applies. That's normally whenever you say vuhu adin, the same applies. That's how you translate vuhu adin. But it's possible that here the translation of vuhu adin is a little different if you look at the context. Let's try and read it just a little differently. The Shulchan says, Mi pi lamdu. We learned from tradition, we learned from the Sura. As it says in the Mishnah in, in Soto, just as she's forbidden to the husband, she's forbidden to the boil. Vuhu hadin, says the Ramo. It's not just mipi ha That's halachic logic. It's not only because of shmur. If he caused the isur, her prohibition on her husband, she has to be forbidden to him. But who are din? That's also din. It's not just mipiyah shmua. Now, what's the difference? Here's, here's something so interesting. So, uh, Shulchan Aruch is not a book of philosophy. It's not tamei mitzvahs. It's not the reason for the mitzvahs. It's halacha. So, what's the halachic difference if we learn this mipiyah shmua or we learn this from halachic logic? One specific case will be the wife of a kohen who is raped. Okay, what's her din? Can she live with her husband after that? No, she's a zona, she cannot live with her husband after that. What about the boil? Why can't she live with her husband? She's raped, it wasn't intentional, because of hilchot kahuna, because of laws of kahuna, not because of laws of marriage. This is not in the Rambam, this is not in hilchot isurebiya, which is laws of marriage. It's in, in it's not in hilchot ishus, which is laws of marriage, it's in hilchot isurebiya, which is in Sefer HaKedusha. It's a completely different, set of laws. It's because of the laws of Kahuna, she can't be with him. Okay, but if he were a Yisroel, she could be with him. What about the lover? The lover says, okay, you can't be with your husband, the Kohen, I'm sorry about that, but I love you. Come and live with me. Can she or can't she? And that's a big discussion in the in the Nosekadim over here. But let's just look at it the way we've learned this. If the Ramor is saying, it's logical that in any situation where he causes her to be also to him, to the husband, you can't allow the mischief maker to win out of the deal. That's not, that's logic. You don't need a mipiashmur. Then it would apply also to the case of the Isra Kohen. Now look at this forno on our, on our posuk. Kito evohi, the Torah says, because if a man takes back his divorced wife after she's been with somebody else, that's an abomination. This is, comes to terrible things. A whole lot of guys and girls go to, uh, to Las Vegas and they say, let's do some wife swapping. No, says the one guy, I'm from, I can't do wife swapping. Oh, no problem, they say, let's get a rabbi in. And we'll do a quick divorce. We'll all divorce our wives. We'll swap them. And then we'll remarry our wives afterwards. We'll have a good time. That's the, uh, you see that at that time already, that was an issue. That's the reason that the Torah says that's a toevo. Once she's been with another man, she doesn't come back to you, nor with the boil. That's the reason. If that's the reason, then we understand there are more saying. So if she's, because she's the, an Ashid Kohen, she's the wife of a Kohen, she can't go back to the Kohen. Not because of laws of marriage, because of a technical problem of Kohuna. But the spirit of that whole law, the Torah tells us it's a toeva. Because for, because what are you going to do? You're in, going to encourage people. A man comes along, rapes the wife of a Kohen, she can't go back to the Kohen, and then he, he seduces her into marriage. 
That's not okay. The person who caused the Isra can't gain, can't gain out of it. That's the principle of, of that halacha that we've got in, uh, in Pashas Naso. And therefore, we've got to extend it beyond that. And that's what the Ramor means. This is logic. The, fo- the focus is on Bishvilo. Asuralo, she has to be also to him. And the Beishmul suggests that, not quite by redefining the word Adin, but that's the halakhic outcome, where the Beishmul says that he thinks what the Ramo is adding here is exactly If she is forbidden to her husband, the Kohen, because of this rape, Asura Gamkin Laboil, she can't go back to the, to the rapist. Afagav de Boalahu Yisrael, even though the rapist is a Yisrael. So he's not governed by the same law that the husband is, and therefore it's not Kashem She'osu Laboil, this Kashem, just as this, so to that. Uh, that's why we might think it doesn't apply here. No, says the Ramo, according to the Beishmur. The, the din here is that even in, in her case, it, in this case, it does apply. So you see from there how, how sometimes when you understand the underlying principle of the, of the din in the Torah, especially when the Torah tells us what the underlying principle is, we can't then resort to technicalities to subvert the principle. And, and often we try and do that in halacha. We try and subvert the principle with the using technicalities. We've got to be very careful how we do that if we ever do that. At the end of the day, there are halachic principles, there are values that underpin the halacha. And to use technique, halachic technique, to undermine the values and to find a heter to do something despicable, that's the Ramban's Naval uh, Birushut Torah. Then you, you can find a heter to, to do anything. Once there was a, there was a rov who wanted, uh, he had passed in a certain way and I challenged it. So he asked me to come and see him and I did. And on his book, there was, on his desk, there was a pile this high of Sforim. Uh, I said, What's, what are you learning? What are all these for? He says, no, I'm going to prove to you that I'm right. I said, if you need that many Sforim to prove to me that you're right, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the, there's, a point, there's a point at which if you're going too far in the technicalities, there's something missing, there's, some, there's a problem. We've always got to understand what the value is that underpins the halakha and be careful that we not only preserve the halakha, but we also preserve the values.